Welcome to the Yo Pro Wrestling Podcast with RJ and Justin. What's Hi. in the news today? Uh, you know, this has been a slow week for um, news, hasn't it? It hasn't been a whole lot going on. Yeah, same with wrestling, too. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, you know, uh, we had ratings, raw ratings were the second lowest they've been ever. Right. Um, which is kind of weird because the shows haven't been that bad. No, uh, hasn't. But I think it's like I mentioned before, it's when you're having no audiences, you're missing a very, I mean, obviously you're missing a very important part of the show, but the problem is that you're missing the third character in the story, which is the audience. And it's, you know, it's hard to say whether anybody, anything that anybody is doing right now is the right thing to do. Because, yeah, you have ratings, but the the Nielsen like the Nielsen ratings is a very kind of like archaic system of counting viewers, um, but you have no audience, you have no live gate, you have no merchant. Well, I mean, you have merchandise sales, so I guess that's like another way. But I mean, the, there's no real way to see if anything is getting over. So it's like, how do you know if Raw is really as bad as it is besides the fact that? There's low TV ratings. And I guarantee you, if there was audiences right now, those ratings wouldn't be as low as they are. It's just... Yeah. It's hard to get into it with no audience. Yeah, audi- uh, audience or crowd plays a really big part in this whole... Uh, in wrestling in general. Uh, because, you know, the reaction, uh, the booze, and the yes <laughs> all that stuff it's really missed and uh even though both uh the wwe and aew they have their artificial crowd uh with the, like their talent and whatnot in the crowd it still doesn't help i mean it, it's certainly better than what they started out with which was nothing yeah yeah it's better than dead silence that's for sure but i mean it is still not helping uh like they have of the wrestling experience yeah, and um, I think, uh, you know, I think the world of the guy who's head of creative, I guess, technically, uh, in WWE, like I listen to his podcast every week, you know, I've and that's been that way for like two years. Uh, however, I think the fact that they put Randy Orton, which is, this is the best work he has done in years. Mm -hmm. And like, it's not even close, but you put him with like big show. And and, I mean, I used to love watching the big show. I still think I, you know, but it's 2020. Like, is he, is the, the big show really a ratings draw anymore? No, I don't know if it's Big Show per se. I think it's just the fact that we got to see Randy Orton basically kill Big Show with the punt. Yeah. So I think that was the that was supposed to be the draw, but everyone saw it as like, oh, Big Show at the main event of a t of you know a TV episode of Raw, 
and it kind of turned people off. Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, NXT, uh, NXT wasn't bad. Um, however, I think one of my complaints, I don't want to say this is a complaint, it's more of like an observation or however you want to word it. Um, I think that the fact that they did this big title title unification and they had no real follow-up for it after the fact except for he all of a sudden didn't want both titles so he gave one up and it's like why they they went with the um you know the kind of like the ultimate warrior route where he won the title from hogan at wrestlemania 6 and then he had to give up the intercontinental title as a result however but they built it they build it as a unification match, but he ended up giving up the North American title anyway. Well, and- okay. Uh, I, I, I'll counter argument about that. Uh, so yeah. So yeah, they've been building up to be, to, you know, someone's going to be double champion first, I guess first in history to be uh, NXT champion and NXT North American champion. That, I think that was the whole premise of this whole storyline of being dealt of being both, both North American champion and NXT championship and NXT champion. So yeah, that, that was a whole whole gimmick. But uh Keith Lee, his character is not a selfish character. So he doesn't want to hold both belts. But yeah, so he's gonna keep the NXT belt, but he's dropped the North American belt because he wants to give other people a chance at that title, just the same way he earned the title by someone giving him a chance. So that was his that was his whole backstory on why he dropped the title, which I didn't mind. I thought it. I thought it made him look strong because he didn't drop. He didn't lose the title. He he dropped it because he wanted to give other people a chance. No, I mean, I guess when you put it that way, it makes a little bit more sense. And you're right; it does fit his character. It's just I don't know. It, it the show wasn't bad, but they they did nothing really to follow up on great american bash and uh, yeah i oh oh i know by yeah of course uh, and i think you know yeah i'm a little bit more of a i guess you and i both know i'm a little bit more of a fan of AEW just because and more i think obviously i like most of the talent they have it's just more so of it being competition for once mm-hmm. and but I think the problem was is that they counter-programmed with Great American Bash. And I will argue to the fact that they would have not have done a Great American Bash if there wasn't a pay-per-view-esque show on the other channel. They, it was 100% counter-programmed, and which is fine. I mean, that's what you do. That's competition. Yeah. Uh, however... If you're going to do that, you need to follow up on it. And it's like they had Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic, which is, that was a really good match the first time it happened. And I guess this is the second or third. I think it's the third time. Okay, but it's been good all three times. The, The first one was obviously the best, but I mean, it was good. But after that, it's like 
they tease this huge announcement, which is like, I say this because I just listened to another episode of uh, Eric Bischoff's podcast where he was talking about TNA. And do you remember how Dixie Carter used to always say, like, on whether it was on TV or Twitter, saying, oh, there's this huge announcement. It's going to be the biggest thing that ever happened in TNA. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then, like, the one time is like they did that and it was Tommy Dreamer debuting. <laughs> and it's like William Regal hyped like this huge announcement coming to on NXT and it was going to be like this huge thing and everyone thought it was going to be something crazy and it was just him relinquishing one belt. Well, okay, so and, I mean, and that that's the, a, that's an important announcement. But if you're if you're gonna hype something like that and you're gonna hype it in the way they did, I think it it'd be something besides a relinquishing the belt. Like I'm not saying that wasn't bad. I'm just saying that wasn't like it didn't really live up to the hype. Uh, well, you gotta you gotta think. They say these things to pull you in so that you can turn tune in and see what it is. Yeah, and I yeah I tend to. I guess I have to agree with that too. Uh, well, yeah, because like, um, I'll, yeah, I'll counter that with uh, Cody's mystery opponent on Wednesday. I mean, a lot of people were speculating of who that was going to be, and they were hyping it up of who it was going to be. I, for one, I don't follow independent wrestling, so I didn't know who that guy uh, Eddie Kingston was. Apparently, he's a he's a good wrestler. I didn't even watch it, but I mean, I don't really follow it that closely, so I didn't know who the hell he was. Yeah, well. They, I mean, you know, the AEW was essentially created from the renaissance of the indies. Yeah, yeah. And so they're going to pull, a lot of these open challenges are going to be indie talent. Like, they have War Horse uh, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, yeah. And which is... the huge uh, get for independence. Yeah, and I think, like, I haven't seen too much of Ada Kingston, but however, I did watch the Cody and Kingston match on Dynamite, and that was a like in my opinion, that was a really good match. Yeah, it was like uh, an old school ECW match. Yeah, and I, I, and maybe it's just because like I have had nothing really to do besides homework. So I've been watching a ton of old ECW stuff on the network. Um, but I think, uh, you know, it, War Horse is next week. Uh, but the, the they, I'm sorry, I kind of lost got lost on myself. Uh. <laughs> they followed but AEW followed up Fighter Fest straight into Fight for the Fallen which I guess yeah. Fighter Fest was originally located supposed to be before pre-COVID Fighter Fest was going to be in London really? yeah well because Tony Khan owns uh, a soccer team or a football team okay got it yeah he owns a, he owns his own uh, thing, and I think they—I don't think they own the stadium, but I know they—I mean, they would have had a stadium to do it. Oh, and that would have been their first uh, UK show. Yep. So, um, but anyway, I mean, they followed up from Fighter Fest going into Fight for the Fallen, and uh, I didn't. Now with Fight for the Fallen, I didn't like the Mox and Moxley and. Brian Cage, Brian Cage. but they were, but AEW has been, at least in my opinion, 
they've been at least not getting worse. And NXT has been getting better. Like they've been ha- they were handily getting beat for weeks upon weeks upon weeks. Yeah. But now they're now the race is starting to get a little bit closer. Um, yeah. Uh, so right now NXT is like in the uh built like not I don't want to say rebuilding process, but they're like trying to build up new storylines. Yeah. For the for the SummerSlam takeover, whatever it's going to be called. Right, and so I don't think it's necessarily fair to reserve too much judgment because you have to. It's one thing to say a story sucked or say something on X weekly TV sucked if there's no follow up to it. But you have to like some of these things, you have to wait to see how they play out. So who knows? Maybe the title relinquishing thing is going to play out into something else. And Keith Lee, like Keith Lee should be the champion. I, I called him being champion at Survivor Series. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Oh, but do you know what they're doing with the North American title? It's uh is it one triple threat match or three triple threat ladder matches? No, so no no no. So what they're doing is they're having like I think like a series of uh triple threat matches and then whoever whoever's the winner out of those, they'll uh, advance to the I think the ladder match for takeover. Right. Which I I think there's six slots and one got filled in already and man they it was they put over bronson reed over roderick strong and johnny gargano in that triple threat match uh yeah um i mean i'm not not trying to disrespect bronson reed i is just question marks in my head (laughs) uh yeah i mean roderick strong uh one of my favorite talents in NXT and you know, it was kind of, it's kind of weird, but Hey, but, um, all right. So did you hear about the AJ thing? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, he, I think he talked about it twice on his, on his, uh, Twitch stream. Right. Uh, he was, yeah, trying, to, he was yeah. trying to clear the air as he says. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, go ahead and lead up with that story. So he, Essentially, the gist of it, and you can map out some of the details for everyone, but mm-hmm. the gist of it was that he, when he found out that Gallows and Anderson were getting released, or were released, he found out that uh, Paul Heyman was, like, they, they weren't on the original list, and right. but Paul Heyman put them on the list. Now, uh, and I guess that's why he, you know, couldn't stand to be around Paul Heyman anymore. He couldn't trust Paul Heyman, and that's why he was eventually traded to SmackDown. Right. Uh, I will say this, and I think you and I have discussed this before. Um, Paul Heyman has a long history of being kind of shady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can go on YouTube and type in Paul Heyman ex wrestler shoots on Paul Heyman, and you can find all kinds of shit you want to see about how this Paul Heyman's like a not a trustworthy person. Yep. And I don't, 
I don't necessarily doubt that Heyman may have said maybe were partially responsible for their releases. I will say, though, at the end of the day, Paul Heyman's not the one who releases people or wasn't the one who was releasing people. Okay, I, I get that. And, but uh, let me I'll, let me piggyback on that. Okay. So, uh, according to uh, for AJ, what he said, or from what he's heard, uh, the reason so he so Paul Heyman convinced Vince McMahon to fire or to let go Gallows and Anderson because they had like I think they were paid seven hundred and fifty thousand each per year. Yeah, per year for the next I think three years. I think uh, something yeah, like that. It's like a three year deal. Yeah, it was a three or five year deal. Is when they yeah. started offering big contracts because of AEW, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, Paul Heyman pretty much convinced Vince to uh, let them go because they're costing them too much money. But in hindsight, I believe he wanted Paul Heyman wanted to let go of Gallows and Anderson to save maybe five or six talent that equal up to Gallows and Anderson's salary. Yeah, and uh, I, when you put it like that, it makes it makes sense. It sucks, but it makes yeah. sense. They shouldn't have released anybody. Like I, I've I've already ranted about this before. To release to have their most profitable year, there that they're ever gonna that they've had ever, because they're not going out and running live events because they've been losing their ass on live events for. A couple of years now at least so they're actually making money overall by not doing it they didn't have to release a single person they could have kept every single person uh yeah true and it, maybe they could have given the temporary pay cut that would have been that would have sucked but you know it would have been all right uh however if you're look, it's just the way it goes. You know, jobs make cuts. Some people get cut. It's not like they were, you know, it's just like when you explain it like that, it makes sense. Like if I were, if, would I want to keep, if I have two, one tag team and five superstars that I thought maybe have some potential, maybe I could build to where, you know, once the pandemic is hopefully over mm-hmm. <laughs> that I can build. And then that way, when the pandemic's over, they could be something we can do with something with. Right. Yeah. I would keep the five and get rid of the two. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's the logical thing to do. And especially if this is stuff that people you have plans for versus Gallows and Anderson, where, yeah, they did the undertaker thing. Or the thing with AJ and the Undertaker. Yeah. But how? But what else were they going to do after? No, well, I mean, yeah, nothing, pretty much. So if you got nothing for them, like if, like you know, the age old thing everyone's heard before, it's like creative's got nothing for you. Then that's what it is. Uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, it sucks that they got like over WWE, but man, they brought new eyes to watch impact wrestling impact's been on fire uh i'm 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 really happy to see see that 
Impact's been good. Impact's been getting better. Yeah, they said the pay-per-view for Slammiversary was up. Viewership on Tuesday's episode was up. Man, I I don't even watch. I never followed Impact before. Maybe here and there, but not too much. But it kind of got my eyes on it, and I'm pretty excited for what's to come. I haven't watched Impact consistently since uh, about when the whole like aces and eights that's about when mm-hmm. i was the last when that was done that was pretty much when i stopped or basically so basically around when aj left and um but i kept up with it a little bit like here and there like just reading results whatever yeah uh, but this is like the best they've been since then yeah and they're getting they're taking a lot of X, T, and A names back. Uh, however, they're taking like some of the good ones. You know what I mean? And you can't just take, you can't just get, have all people, all your stars just be top stars. It doesn't work like that. You have to have mid card people. Oh yeah. And that's why they have people like uh, Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, Kurt Hawkins is coming. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like I'm not saying he's not doesn't have the potential to be some uh, to some degree a main eventer. However, you but like I said, you have to have a mid card. You can't just have all the top people. Otherwise, your show is just not going to work. Oh, which reminds me, I think Zack Ryder is going to impact. You think so? Uh, okay, so uh, there was an interview with Gallows and Anderson uh, with Chris Van Fleet. I told you earlier. Um, they said when on upon release, AEW had like no, they had no big contracts to give out, and which you know rightfully so they shouldn't because I mean they their their roster is pretty stacked for one show, and uh, they probably and honestly, I don't think anyone else can. Not I'm not saying they can't join, but I don't think anyone can else can fit. At the moment, anyways. No, it, they're they're not until like they're they actually make money on live gates, and that's a big part of their business right now. And they don't have mm-hmm. live gates, so they have to. Granted, the Tony Khan and his dad have a lot of money, so they could support it through this whole thing, and probably without really even noticing it. Uh, however they um they can't just spend everything they can't just spend a shit ton of money for no reason that's what i mean that's what put tna in the whole like that's what got dixie carter in the whole she got in with tna that's what got wcw in the whole ended up being in and ecw to a degree as well uh however they can't so yeah they're not going to sign all these people but i guarantee you once audiences come back and they start selling tickets again you're going to see a lot of these release people pop up. Yeah. So honestly, I think Zach Ryder is going to pop up on impact. That's good. I think he fits, I think he fits better in impact anyways. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Impacts like, I don't want to say they're in a rebuilding phase either, but they're, I don't know how else to put it. Cause I don't want to think, I don't want to say rebuilding cause I don't necessarily agree with that sentiment, but you know what I'm trying to say? It's like yeah, they're yeah, yeah. 
they're like coming back to what they used to be. Yeah, and it's a good thing, and they're doing really good. Like they got like their tag team division is pretty good. Uh, better than SmackDowns, which is, I mean, not hard considering the SmackDown has like one active tag team. Um, oh god! And... Oh yeah. Uh, uh, look, okay, sorry, I didn't want to no, no, interrupt ahead. you, but uh, let's let's quickly talk about SmackDown. Did you catch SmackDown last week? I caught parts of it. So they're teasing a big E push, singles push. So I was like, man, about time, man. He besides. <laughs> Besides the uh, probably the more obvious reason, uh, Big E has everything that Vince McMahon could ever ask for. He is yeah. the, the he is Vince McMahon's wet dream. Uh, I think he if I don't know like the New Day thing, you know how I think he has the potential to be that kind of guy. Yeah. And I think even with the persona he has now, the like the, the it's like you could be like a comedy guy, you know what I mean? Like like the Rock, you know he was funny, everything. But when it came to him being in the ring, he was serious. He was serious, and I think Big E could do the same thing. Yeah, of course. Uh, um, we we've seen it before. Yeah, and I think. You know, I think it's good. I don't know what SmackDown's going to do for tag teams. Who do they have besides Nakamura and Cesaro and Miz and Morrison? Yeah, like uh, Heavy Machinery hasn't been on TV. Although uh, I think Otis is going to be on TV this week, so we'll see about that. Yeah, yeah they have uh, Jimmy Uso is injured, so they're out. Uh, New Day is pretty much gone now. Uh, well, Xavier Woods the, is injured. What happened to Kofi? Uh, I don't know if it's uh, kayfabe or not, but uh, they're saying his ribs, something happened to his ribs, so he's out for like six weeks. Mm. So yeah, I'm not sure if that's uh real okay. or not. Oh. Uh, they have Lucha House Party with Lince Dorado and um, shoot, I forgot the other guy's name. Well, that tells you all you need to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're fine talent. However, yeah, I mean, but tag te- but tag teams are pretty sparse in Raw too. Yeah, WWE's tag team division in general is sparse. Like yeah. NXT is a little bit more better off, I I guess. But it's like, I mean, what what are you supposed to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, however, um, it, it's almost sad because I love tag team wrestling. Course. I grew up on the Hardy Boys. I grew up on Edge and Christian. I grew up on the Dudley Boys, uh, the Outsiders in WCW, the Steiner Brothers, Harlem Heat. Like, got, you know, uh, yeah, New Age Outlaws. New uh, Age Outlaws. Too, I loved Too Cool when I was a kid. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Yeah, everyone was doing the worm, dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, what were some of the ECW ones? Like, uh, like the triple threat, you know what I mean? It's so, but the point is, is that like I grew up on all those good tag teams that everyone loves and remembers from the nineties. Uh, 
wasn't Lance Storm in a tag team? I forgot. That they was had a triple cool threat. Okay. I believe that was a triple threat in ECW. Uh, okay, I was going to say, like, they had a cool name. Yeah. So, but anyway, so it's like I grew up on, I love tag team wrestling. Yeah. Uh, but WWE's tag team division as a whole is just kind of shitty. I mean, what, I know. They put Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro, who are singles talent. That is the and an- made them a tag team. That is the antithesis of hey, this guy over here is not doing anything. Oh hey, that guy over there is also not doing anything. Let's just put them together. Yeah, that, and yeah. That's what they did, and it's just like it sucks because Shinsuke Nakamura, even at the age he's at now, is one of the best talent they have. And Cesaro has always been one of the best talent they have. It's just for some god unknown reason, he is still being kept down. Oh, Shinsuke Nakamura did declare he's going to become the first Asian WWE champion. I'm like, I hope so, man. They should have done it at WrestleMania. I don't. Know yeah, why. I don't. I don't. I don't know why they pulled back on it. He because that year that was Shinsuke Nakamura's year. Yeah, I don't know. Um, was it 20, 2018? Oh my god! Yeah, uh, the Rumble should have won the belt too. Yeah, but anyway, so, uh, like I said, with the AJ thing, um, you know, Heyman could have recommended it. He probably BS AJ to to some degree because, I mean, like I said. Well- Oh, okay. So yeah, let me get let me get back to that. Okay. So, uh, so Paul Heyman said I think he was gonna try to save Gallows and Anderson and whatnot or whatever. You know, and then he said, um, if you, if uh if I lie to you guys, you can blast me on social media all you want, and that's pretty much what they all three of them have done. It's funny because like you could just bury me all you want and yeah yeah like, yeah, okay. yeah. That, that's what that's what paul Heyman told them and that's what exactly what they're doing so i i mean i don't know it's you know it uh it is what it is um no one's gonna know who's telling the truth exactly yeah and well i think paul Heyman being let go as creative is kind of a testament to all that, in yeah. my opinion. I, you know, again, it's you're writing for an audience of one, and yeah. it's just like I, I, I just honestly, I feel like both Heyman and Bischoff were basically the fall guys. But hey, the. It just because they're gone doesn't mean the shows are bad. Bruce Pritchard's been doing a great job for both shows. And what? Yeah, and I, I think like I don't know. It, it's just it's the audience. It's the lack of the audience. Like yeah, the shows may not be good in some points. Like the karaoke thing was garbage. Yeah. yeah. However, it hasn't been that bad. It's just hard to watch wrestling when there's no audience. Yeah. It's just hard to get into it. It's just like, because you're not, it's like with me, I'm not, it's like I'm trying to watch the, you know, the content, whether it's match or a promo or whatever. 
but then it's like what becomes glaringly obvious and just kind of distracting is that there's no audience and yeah they have the artificial audience which is like you know talent maybe a couple of friends and family of whoever you know whoever yeah, yeah. but it's not the same it's just mm-hmm. not the same and it's hard to get, it's hard to stay invested I think this is this is a it's not good uh, but let's move on um so the Adam Cole thing oh on the Pat McAfee show uh everyone seems to think this is a work some or not everyone some people think this is a work some people okay. think I think people who are not wrestling fans, they think is real. <laughs> yeah, or smart fans, I probably. Uh, you know, I. It's hard. It's hard to call because, do I think it's a work? Mm, probably. However, if they if it is a work, they're doing a really good job at creating that, like blurring the lines. Because he stormed off the set just like motherfucking Pat like it was no tomorrow. Yeah, he was dropping F-bombs left and right. It felt like it was watching a Jim Cornette shoot interview. Like, it's just crazy. And, you know, it's uh, what Pat McAfee said was a little insulting, to be honest. Uh, yeah. You know, but I, I just like to see Adam Cole, who is, at least on TV, has always been like this kind of cool, you know. It's crazy, too, because the beginning person. of the interview, it it was it, all of it was all uh, was all shoot. Like it was real. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. But yeah, they were um, they were talking to each other. I was like, oh, it's a real interview. OK. Because everyone has a notion that, you know, Adam Cole does not like Pat McAfee. That's his character. Yeah, so I mean we'll have to we'll have to see, you know. Uh but uh so you know, this is gonna be a rather short episode. <clears throat> uh however, I wanted to try to introduce like something we do every week as like a kind of like a fun thing, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I was watching, I've been thinking about it while I was watching, I think I was watching like EC something from ECW 2000 and it was like heat wave or something. Uh, what wrestler, okay. How about this one? What wrestler from the past would you put against what wrestler from the future? Like a current, like a current, like uh, a wrestler? current and a past, and like who would you have go over? And Ooh. I guess you could do why. That's a good one. Uh, man, that's hard. I want something with Kevin Owens for sure. I, I think Kevin Owens can wrestle someone from the past. But who would? Yeah, he can fit with anybody. Like, probably could fit with uh, Stone Cold, uh, old school Jericho. Uh, Brian Pillman. Yeah, Brian Pillman would be a good one. Um, who would you have win? Kevin Owens, probably. 
Probably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think like I feel like Kevin Owens is like those type. He's the type of talent that can he can wrestle anybody. Okay, and I'll, he can he can, put, he can put over anybody too. Yeah, I'll give you a good one. And I, I you I don't know if you would know this. I'm I, I'm sure you know probably at least heard the name. How about how about this one, John Boxley, okay, uh-huh. and Bruiser Brody. Bruiser Brody. You know who you know who that is, right? Bruiser Brody, the he was like he was like late seventies, mid eighties. Oh yeah, I seen him. He got, like... he got killed in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, it put people like it, back then when you know things were a lot, kayfabe was a lot more kept and like uh-huh. strict. Everyone was terrified of that man. Yeah. But that I like to me like watching some of his old matches on YouTube. You can find him anywhere on YouTube, mm-hmm. but. Him and John Moxley like having a hard hitting like kind of like a Haas fest, you know what I mean? Yeah, that'd be a good one. Or okay, you could do one more, and I'll do one more. Let's see, wrestler from the past to a wrestler in current times. On you, know, honestly, I think I would love to see like Eddie Guerrero versus Angel Garza. They, their 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 personalities are somewhat similar and angel guards is a good worker too yeah you know what i got one and this is because i've been i watched uh wrestlemania the main event of wrestlemania 12 which was austin and hart and or mm-hmm. not austin and hart uh sean michaels and Bret hart in the iron man match yeah and i think prime like 1995 to 97 sean michaels was like some of the he that that is the reason why even when he came back to, he's like one of the best wrestlers to ever set foot in the ring. Yeah. Uh. However, I think so. Let's say ninety five to ninety seven Shawn Michaels, like the prime Shawn Michaels. We'll put him, and Adam Cole. They, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a little bit more obvious one. Yeah, but because I mean, Adam Cole is pretty much like, like I mean, he's similar to to uh, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, but I just think like a prime Shawn Michaels, like from that era, like he was really really good when he came back in you know the mid late early two thousands. Mm-hmm. But like prime prime Shawn Michaels ninety five to ninety seven click Shawn Michaels and like Adam Cole where he's at right now would tear the part of my language would tear the fucking house down oh yeah that is a Wrestlemania main event (laughs) oh I I got one more I got one more okay uh how about we got uh we get like let's do tag teams let's do tag teams oh you want to do tag teams yeah Okay. Let's do one tag team and then we'll wrap it up. Tag team, huh? Let's see. A current tag team. I love Undisputed Area, like Red Dragon, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish. I love okay. those two. That's so good. We'll, They're we'll, good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll pair them up. Someone from the past. Who's my favorite? One of my favorite tag teams. Uh, I don't think they would fit with the Hardy Boys. I think no. they would fit with Edge and Christian for sure. Like, uh, yeah. No, out of the out of the three, the big three, 
you know, Edge Christian, Dudley Boys, Hardys. I think the Undisputed Era would probably have the best match with Edge and Christian. Yeah, I would think so too. Because with the Hardys, it's a little bit too much of a Styles Clash, and with the Dudleys, it is 100% a Styles Clash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good yeah, one. Yeah, Edge and Christian versus uh, Undisputed Era. Next idea. Okay, good idea for next next week. Uh, yeah. How about? Well, uh, you can put together a card, and I'll put together a card, and we'll be like, okay, and we'll do, uh, current versus past. All right. It'll be it. like a purely like a nostalgia WrestleMania kind of thing. You see what I'm saying? Oh, okay. We'll do. We'll do. Um, we'll do one of each. Uh. I guess category like one tag team, one mid card, one main event, uh, one women's, uh, one tag team women's. Since that's a thing now, uh, uh, that might be a little bit harder to do just because there okay, wasn't a lot women's of... tag team. All right, I will just do women's then. So we'll and do, then, uh, and we'll do cruiser weights. Yeah, how about so, that? Yeah, we'll do cruiser. Okay, so we'll do cruiser weights. Uh, we'll hammer this out like tonight and tomorrow. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking cruiser. Okay, let me repeat. I'll do well, cruiserweights, mid card, uh, main event, tag team, and women's. We'll do two tag teams. Two tag teams. Two tag teams. We'll do. Uh, okay, so uh, we don't want to. Or how about we do one tag, one tag team, and then faction versus faction. There you go. That's it. We'll do that. Yep. It doesn't matter how many they have in the number, as long as it's three or more. That's how I see it. So like Nation of Domination versus uh like New Day, even though Nation had four and then New Day had three. Right. So well, yeah, but we'll, we'll numbers for, numbers for, don't matter. But for example's sake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll and we'll figure that out. I think that's gonna be really good. That's gonna be good content. That's gonna be really good content. Yep. Um but all right, I think it's time to wrap it up. Yeah, so uh, thanks for listening to the Yo Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, just give us a like, subscribe, and uh, we'll link our social medias in the description down below. Thanks, guys. All right.